Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to the HP Podcast. This is a very special episode. This is all about modern warfare. Modern. The, modern warfare, the new Call of Duty game from uh, Activision, as always. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me is beautiful boys, Brandon. Hello. And Ben. Greetings. Now, guys, I was just saying moments ago, I did not prepare for this at all. That's yeah. kind of the way I wanted it. Uh-huh. Do we want to make the first portion spoiler-free and then go to spoilers? I feel like you you got to have spoilers in this to talk about the game fluidly throughout the conversation. Well, I was just thinking if someone's listening to this right now, okay. I want to give them a, a tiny bit and then they can shut it Let's off. Let's do that. And then we'll we'll make an announcement when there's going to be spoilers. Yes. Brandon? Sounds good. Before we get started, though, this podcast, if you're listening the first time, thanks for checking us out. Make sure to visit us at handsomephantom.com. That's where all this comes from. Uh, and we have episodes out. Comes from our loins, Dustin. The loins, yes. Every Tuesday, right? Yeah, we record Monday. Comes out Tuesday. I was almost, I almost said Monday. This podcast is sponsored by Balls Garana. Check it out. Fantastic energy drink that is delicious and Brandon's favorite energy drink. Right? Yep. Yeah, Brandon shilling for another energy drink last no, last dude, episode. That's dude. not the way I was trying to. Talking about it, we don't God. talk about bang on this podcast ever fucking again. Wow. Don't even think about it. Okay. Hey, something cool. Somebody posted in our Discord. They just got a shipment of balls in that they ordered. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that we had something to do with we it. Did. Even That's if we did. That's why he posted it in there. Even if we oh. did not. So if you order balls because of us, or even not because of us. Tweet a balls. Uh, tweet at us and tag them in it. Yes. Let them know how fruitful this sponsorship is. Let's go. Let's talk about Modern Warfare. So, quick impressions. Let's talk just real surface level about what we think about the game. We all have background in this. We've all played many Call of Duty games, including the original Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's talk about that real quick, what, yeah. we, what we have played, what our context is. Like, mm. This is good context for me. I personally have not played a campaign in Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Mm. I've played multiple multiplayers. I've played pieces of campaigns, but I haven't played a full campaign since MW2. I think I might be in the same boat. Really? I think Modern Warfare 2 is the last Call of Duty, the only Call of Duty campaign I fully finished. The only? I think so. Wow. I've played almost near nearly all of them. Right. Parts of it, at least. But that's the only one I finished. Brandon's probably the outlier here. Yeah, I mean, I... Black Ops 3. 
I played the campaign in Black Ops 4, 100% of that. Dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. (laughs) By playing multiplayer. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Black Ops 3. um, What was the one with Kevin Spacey? Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Yeah. I got a little bit more in there. Yeah. So. Cool. So what do we think right off the bat about this new iteration? Who wants to go first? And then we can talk nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, so I feel like this game, and, and I even put it in our, our Slack chat, that it is the type of Call of Duty that I didn't know how to put words to it, but this is what I wanted. So we all know there was a time when, like, you know, Black Ops, you know, everyone was getting tired of the jetpacky, wall runny, stuff like that, you know. Right. And then the World War II came out, and that still didn't click with me for some reason. So I was like, well, maybe it isn't the wall running. I remember when they announced World War II, and they constantly were like, boots on the ground, boots on the ground multiplayer. That's like the, the key term Yeah, now. right, right. I kind of hate that. But it still didn't feel right. And I think it was just the guns. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now this really, I haven't felt this probably since Modern Warfare 2. I did play Advanced Warfare, but that once again is like kind of hokey with like the future stuff yeah so didn't you like black ops 3 though i did yeah i did but i agree that it was time to try a new a new technique i had been running on walls long enough so Mm -hmm. it was getting kind of stale but yeah it's exactly what i wanted and i didn't know i wanted i guess okay because i thought that uh the world war ii would do it for me but it didn't Mm. okay then what about you I feel like, um, without getting the specifics, I agree totally with Brandon, first of all. Um, but as far as the actual story, and we'll get into how we feel about the story overall, it's probably one of the few, especially modern war- or uh, Call of Duty games, but games in general, that at some point had ha- had me with like a guttural reaction, where I was like feeling something inside me that felt bad. That doesn't usually happen to me when I play games. Mm. Not like, oh, this game is bad, but like this story is making me feel bad. Yeah, no, I I definitely can uh, sympathize with that. There's something about, you know, like I said, with the wall running and stuff that kind of like <laughs> makes it feel less real. It dis- disassociates the idea that these are like people and like this could actually happen and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or if there's like some crazy hoverboards or something, you know. It just doesn't seem real, but when it's in this setting, I agree with Ben. It's so much different, and you know, it just <laughs> it literally made me think about the news a lot and yeah. the stuff I had heard, and like that this was probably one of the closest visualizations I'd get to it. You know, so right. Yeah, I um, I know what you guys are saying though. Definitely, like a big emphasis of the pre marketing was talking about how. I don't want to say gritty the situations were, but they were making this a very grounded Call of Duty. Right. And it was going to deal with the realities of modern warfare or whatever. And there was controversy about the white phosphorus and stuff like that, which is a very intricate, you know, uh, important part of the story you find out very early on. And it's interesting because I actually feel like now that I've completed it, it wasn't as like there were definitely parts that made me like, whoa. But it actually wasn't as disturbing as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because sure. I was like ready for like no Russian too. You know what I mean? Like some right. real fucked up stuff. And um, I I think that it wasn't quite on that level. Yeah, I I just think it's 
handed out differently, I guess. You know, like like No Russian was such a I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just really disturbing, and this game, I guess, was disturbing in a different kind of way. I guess it, instead of just, like, literally what you're doing is disturbing, you're watching things. But. Right. I, I'm already thinking of so many points I want to bring up right. for the full spoiler. So we'll let's just talk then real quick about gameplay, mm-hmm. and then we'll move to the uh, spoiler discussion. I feel like this. what's interesting is that I haven't played very many games uh, we've I've only finished one Call of Duty campaign. I've campaign. I've played almost all of them at least a little bit. Uh-huh. This one is not set in the bar any differently as like it doesn't do anything new. Right. At all. Right. Like it's it, it hits every beat. It's like okay, uh here is kind of like a covert ops mission. Here is a sniper mission. Here is a mission where you can choose where the airstrike goes. Right. Do you know what I mean? It hits all of those same gameplay beats sure. even actually does less because there's no vehicle uh level in this are you yeah i don't I think, think there's right. a level where you control a vehicle you don't yeah. control a vehicle you yeah, do I, I think you do shoot from a vehicle at one point don't you? yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i feel like they added a lot of other interesting thoughts and like ways to play though like what though you got to be specific because i really can't think of anything about this campaign honestly it's new yeah, I mean, and I hate talking vaguely about yeah. it because, you know, we can't be specific yet. But um, I guess, like, when you had to guide people around cubicles and stuff, I thought oh. that was really interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, That's maybe one for of the a, only different things. For a Call of Duty game. Yeah. And then, like, I like the idea of, well, that might be spoilery. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ben, any thoughts about the gameplay? Uh, I don't think I can disagree with you, but I will say I feel like it had more variety, mm. like faster variety. Right. So like there weren't, you know, there weren't really two missions in a row where you're doing the exact same thing. Right. And there certainly weren't two missions in a row where you had the exact same setting. Yeah. yeah. So that for me, you kept it varied enough that it was constantly interesting yeah i felt like the pacing in this was very good because like the the change up in different styles you know like you said sniping and the dark stuff and you know right i think it's and it's, the, the dark stuff's kind of new too i mean they've done that in other call of duties but not, not like the, not like this one yeah i was thinking that it's interesting because in i think black ops 3 they kind of experimented with extremely light rpg elements right. in that you had different upgrades that carried across each level, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and I guess it makes sense that they don't have this, but I think, I, I don't know. To me, it's just, I could see some ways that they could change things up by like, Hey, maybe you can pick between two different missions right now, mm-hmm. or maybe you can play a mission in two different ways. I'm not asking for like a full, uh, open-ended call of duty level sure. or something or game but this is as linear as it gets oh yeah pretty much very linear. yeah i mean yeah. that's the i feel like that's the type of game it is though yeah you know? i guess just because they were experimental in the past yeah and which maybe their thought process was let's go back to the past yeah that's what the whole thing was about mm-hmm. was i felt like it was like a, an effort to be more grassroots right you know i think the other thing is that some of the frustrations from playing previous call of duty games 
are still there where it's like I'm trying to go where I think it wants me to go and it's not where it wants oh, like yeah. it sometimes isn't clear or it's like I'll go a certain direction and then suddenly there's enemies all around me uh-huh. like, okay I wasn't supposed to go there. I was supposed to like go to the right and then shoot those guys right. and it's, then run in there. Yeah, it's there's ju- like trial ju- and error. Yeah, just open ended enough to that I can be dumb enough to not understand what to do. Right. You something, know, something that I did like to that effect though was I feel like past games in the series have given you like you constantly have a marker on your screen of where you're supposed to go next. Right. And in Modern Warfare, you don't. But you have an option to show you, like a hint system almost. I figured that out too late. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, I eventually figured it out, but then I, um, I don't know. Sometimes it was helpful, and I felt like other times it wasn't. I personally was just trying to blow through the campaign, which isn't terribly long, which is totally (laughs) fine with me. But I was just trying to blow through the campaign, so probably more often than not, I was just using the hint system to find out where to go next, so I wasn't wandering around. Not that there's that much area you can wander around, but... um, I like the fact that it's not like you get to choose whether or not you get that hint. Right. Yeah. And also like something that they never really explained in that I can remember in recent memory is like how the ticks on sniper rifles work. Oh, yeah. And there's one where it literally like. You have a training mission. I don't know. Like, like I feel like if you played the campaign before you played the multiplayer, there's probably a lot of people that didn't know that's what that's for, you know, so or like how to utilize it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was something that was really neat. Since this is a, I think we're going to label this a review discussion, yeah. not just a spoiler cast. Let's talk briefly about the multiplayer. I know that we've only scratched the surface on this, but I want to talk briefly about the new elements because I am really surprised about how much new stuff there is for multiplayer. It's the opposite of how I feel of campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Particularly today, I checked out the night missions. Uh-huh. Completely new way to play the game. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was getting my ass beat, but it was really cool but just because I was like, whoa, this completely changes the way. So re- real right. quick, for anyone who doesn't know about these night missions, what's the what's the deal here, Brandon? I know you have played it probably more than I have. Yeah, so pretty much you just you have the option to either wear your night vision goggles or not, and if you don't, the it's next to no visibility so it would be dumb but um so you put them on and then you either aim from your laser sight which sounds weird but that's what you do or there are specific scopes i believe that you can get that have a laser dot built in that points so you can actually aim down like normal that was really frustrating me because i was like well clearly the scoped ones are way better but i don't have any of those scopes unlocked yeah i mean also the the laser firing is also really neat, actually. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it could be the same map you're playing side by side and it, and it just could be, com- it couldn't feel more different when you're in the night mode. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so different. Night mode. I think there's no HUD either. It doesn't even tell you if you ki- got a kill. Yeah. Like usually it'll be like you killed so-and-so and right. then a little yeah. card comes up. No hit markers or anything. So like, you don't even know unless you physically see them fall to the ground that they've died. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so it cool. Feels, <laughs> it feels... It certainly doesn't feel like a Call of Duty. Right. You know? So the other big new mode, at least that I played, I can't remember what it's called. I want to call it Ground War, but I'm pretty sure that's Battlefield. No, Ground War is, is, a, is a mode. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ground War is their 64-player 
mode. I hated Ground War. Yeah, I just it reminds me of Battlefield. I don't. I want to love it, but I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> the one round I played, yeah. I actually quit out because I hated it so yeah. much. The funny thing is, I love Battlefield, or at least I did. Um, I haven't played it in a few years, but I just disliked it. Honestly, the real reason I disliked it is because I could not go five feet without being sniped or shot in the head or just instantly put down. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not great at FPS. But I'm not the worst either. Yeah. Like, I'm somewhere in between solidly comfortable. And I was just getting mowed down every yeah. possible second. Yeah. I was spawning, and there were people watching, like, up on a roof, yeah. just watching for me. I'm like, well, that's no fun. Right? Yeah. So. No, yeah. I, I, that's part of the reason I don't like Ground War. And typically, objective based, multi, you know, modes, I don't huh. really gravitate towards as much. Something that I really like, the 20-person team deathmatch. Uh-huh. Have oh, you guys I tried that? that? No. Yeah, so there's a 20-person team deathmatch, and I think there, there's another mode, too. But if, if you go in the filter, you'll mm-hmm. see what I'm talking about. It's yeah. at the bottom. But it's a little bit bigger of a map. And, uh, yeah, there's just more people. It's a lot of fun. That's I've been rotating between that and normal team deathmatch. And um, I haven't tried Search and Destroy yet. That's my other favorite. Two other really big things. For multiplayer, and then if there's any other things that you guys want to cover, I think one of the biggest changes is mounting. You can oh, yeah. Mount yeah, yeah. things. So basically what this is is that let's say if you are either around a corner or if you're behind some cover, you can hit a button depending on what uh, system you're playing on. For me, it's like a side mouse button. And you can basically like, I guess it's mounting, but it's like basically resting in on something. Yeah. And so this gives you... Number one, awesome stability for what you're leaning against. And also you are your body is slightly obscured by whatever you're hiding behind or peeking around. Right. Right. Yeah. Now that you're now that we're actually putting it out there, the amount of stuff that is in multiplayer is vast. Um, the mounting's great. And I mean, even you can you can go into even like the the way the challenges work now. Right. There's both, you know, the daily and the weekly. And then there are missions you go on. Right. That you, you know, you can only select one mission at a time and you run through that to get different emblems and shit. Do you guys find yourself using the mounting quite a bit? I did not. Okay, so I haven't played, I think I played two rounds of the multiplayer since the actual game was released. Yeah. But in the beta, uh, both closed and opened, I didn't use the mounting that much because, frankly, I thought, oh, that's, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same spot. Call of Duty is all about being fast and fluid. and Right. And then in, when I played it in the campaign, I was mounting constantly. Right. And, of course, the campaign's different, you know, speed. But now I'm really more encouraged to go back into the multiplayer and play with mounting more. I think it's one of the best features. Yeah. I love it. It feels so smooth. It feels so intuitive the way they incorporate it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it completely changes the feel of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really use it that much. I don't know if it's just the, like the key binding that I have it on or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the button input or it's the threshold of how close you have to be to the edge that I don't really understand a whole lot. Yeah. But it just seems so slow to me. So hmm. maybe I just need to practice. Uh, so that's new. And then the, the one thing I noticed when I was doing mounting yeah. in, in the campaign is I would always, I would constantly try to zoom in like with my right click. I, I was playing on PC. So with my right click, I was like trying to zoom in on the, oh. And it just kept unmounting me, and that was getting annoying. But yeah. other than that, it was great. Brandon, you told me something yesterday that blew my mind. 
that you can now reload your weapon while you're still aiming down sight. Yeah, yeah. Even with, even with the scoped weapon, which yep. is in which is crazy, because the, I think that was a perk on some other games. Yeah. Or or you know some of the other Call of Duties, and it's it's next level. Oh, yeah. it's so good. I didn't notice it until I was using a pistol and accidentally reloaded while I was aiming down sight. Yeah. And then I was like, can I? Can I do that? And so I just started doing it all the time. It was great. And you can you can also reload while you're mounted. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that's the, very nice. And there's charms on guns, which I think is awesome. Charms. Whoa, I haven't noticed that at all. But I haven't un- played enough of the multiplayer to even unlock anything. Yeah. So like honestly, there's a ton of shit. You could get different watches for your guy, like watches, like yeah. an actual watch. You can get charms on your guns. They do things, or they just look cool. They just like wiggle around. Have you ever seen the charms on Rainbow Six Siege? No. It's just like that. Yeah. So. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about was the customization of mm. your weapons. Very in-depth. Yes. Uh, I saw some pretty wacky stuff, like people putting scopes on uh, shotguns. Yeah. You know, which did. is something you <laughs> could do in Battlefield, like, 3 or some Battlefield 3 or 4, something like that. And I always thought that was funny, but now you can do it in Call of Duty as well. well. Why not? Why not? Why not? Brandon, you are definitely the furthest in your multiplayer progression yeah uh how are you finding the customization in comparison to old call of duties uh it's way easier i think to take in all at once i like mm-hmm. the way it's set up menu wise uh-huh. um and i think they have just kind of like streamlined it like hovering over things you know it gives you exactly what you need really quickly pros and cons of equipping it or not equipping it I think the menu with the creative classes is great. Right. As well as the attachments. And, you know, that goes for the the camos, too, have a really cool menu. They just made a lot of cool UI, like, quality of life things that I love about mm-hmm. it. So the last thing I just wanted to... Well, first of all, any other thoughts about multiplayer? No. That I'm missing? No, I'm good. I feel like the maps are good. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the maps. I've, there isn't a map that I'm like, oh, that one's a stinker. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've usually that's the case when I play Call of Duty. Yeah. I do have one of those. I don't oh. like the caves at all. Oh, I like. I think oh. the caves are rad. Yeah, I I've almost exclusively been playing the twenty player, and it's a bigger map, so it, like, oh. I don't really know what you guys are talking about. Interesting. Yeah. I I'll have to check that out. The other big mode in Call of Duty is Spec Ops. Which yes. I've not played. I haven't yeah, touched it. None of us have played. Is the co-op or, or, mode? Oh, okay. That takes place after the campaign is done. And they've had Spec Ops in previous titles, right? I don't know if it's called Spec Ops. Okay, but they've had multiplayer. Yeah. Co-op modes. Yeah. I think they weren't zombies. I can't remember what it was, but there was a Spec Ops. There was one at one point. I think it was Modern Warfare Three. Okay. It was like a wave-based thing. I think I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Modern Warfare 3, I feel like, is so forgettable. I, yeah. Yeah. It was decent when it came out. What year then, was that? 13? I remember Brandon in high school th- saying that I was going to rent it so we could play together. Yes. And I, I remember we were in Mrs. Mayocker's room. So that would have been 11th grade. 2011 or 12. Hell yeah. No. 2010 or 2011. 11? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Regardless. So, let's... I think this can conclude our non-spoilers. Spoiler free. So I guess if you are intrigued about checking out this game, um, I would recommend it. I yeah. mean, the campaign, a little bit on the shorter side, but 
I wouldn't buy it just for the campaign, for sure. Go rent it. To, if you're playing just campaign, go yeah. rent it. You can knock, it. I mean, if you got the whole evening free, it's it's like six hours yeah. at most. Borrow it from a friend for one night, and you probably could do it. One or two nights. And the multiplayer, from what we've seen so far, is fantastic. Yeah. Crossplay is huge yeah. now. So I, actually, I was thinking that. Is that I was like, man, I want to play Spec Ops, but I don't know anyone else on PC who's playing it. We don't like, need to PC. Damn. We can play it, Brandon, together. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Do you guys so recommend? Don't recommend? Highly. Uh, based on my experience with the campaign, I recommend. But like you said, I don't know that I would do it just for that. Right. Uh, based on my experience with the beta multiplayer, I like it. I think it will be especially good if you've been out of Call of Duty for a couple of years. That's exactly the yeah. situation I found myself and in. And they have seasons now, I believe. Seasons. Oh yeah. yeah. So so you don't prestige anymore. You just get to level one hundred in whatever season it is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about that, but I'll take your word on it. Oh yeah. Like no DLC, no map packs, all that yes. kind of stuff. That's very cool. Um, hopefully they do good things there. Okay. So now begins our spoiler discussion of the campaign mode. So if you don't want to hear, turn it off. Get and out. We'll see you next week. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about the campaign. So what's interesting is I don't remember a lot of the first Modern Warfare campaign. I obviously remember Captain Price and there's uh, Soap. He's yeah. the main other main guy. Mm-hmm. And so before they were like, this game is going to have some of the characters, but it's a reimagining of Modern Warfare. But now we're finding that that may or may not be the case. Yeah. Which I was kind of confused. So the last mission, I guess we'll just start here. Yeah. The last mission it shows is like the beginning yeah. of the old Modern Warfare. Right. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2, I believe. Right. Yeah. So it kind of gives it that prequel feel. But I'm also like, well, it's a prequel, but it's set in the present day. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like they're pushing it up. Do you know what I mean? Does that well, make, no, does it make sense mean, on a timeline? Early 2000s to 2020, 2019 weapons are not that vastly different, that it wouldn't still be considered modern. Mm. I was thinking about, like, drones and stuff. But they literally had the date in some of that, though. Yeah. Like, it literally showed the date as, like, October 26th, 2019. So, yeah, Mm. I mean, there's some disparity there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that matters. I just don't think it's that far off. Right. But. Oh, man, something I forgot to mention before the spoiler mode was that how the cutscenes are fucking broken on PC. They are. They're terrible. I uh, didn't have any issues. Yeah, on PS4 I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, basically they they lag. I mean, and Dustin has a very good PC. I have a PC that should be able to competently run it. And they lag and then like the voice uh animation gets off sync. It's it's Damn, not good. They're real fucked up. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. So where do we want to start with this? I mean, I was going to talk about whether there's either interesting moments or characters, because like, yeah, uh, Captain Price obviously star of the show. Damn, on this one, yeah, and the mustache dude, the mustache yeah. dude, yeah. Um, so I mean, let's just set it up, right? I mean, there's, uh, the, you go on, you go on a mission. Somebody steals all this gas. You assume it's the Russians, uh, but you're not sure. Uh, you or you assume it's you know a terrorist group, but you're not sure. So you're going after them, and the whole idea is that you want to make sure that they can't use that. 
So that's the right. modern warfare is, is yeah. gas. You know right. that that's that's what happens now in, uh, as opposed to World War Two. Right, chemical weapons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's super duper interesting. And this is what I didn't want to spoil earlier: how you kind of play as two main characters throughout the whole thing, and then you play as one. You know, you play as one the little Farah. The little girl. Oh, yeah. no, no. Four then, because you yeah. get to play as the little girl, which is yeah. just small. But, um, yeah, so I thought that was one of the coolest aspects of it. Didn't they, did they do that previously? Was that ever something in I don't the think campaigns? It, I don't think it was, li- it was not like that if they did it at all. Yeah. I, I feel like at one point you did rotate between a couple characters, but again, we're talking pre-2010, so my mind is gone. Yeah. I don't think it was done like that necessarily, but I, I, I definitely could be wrong. Um, I thought that was one of the coolest aspects of it and how it kind of set up the, you know, it was interesting seeing, you know, when you killed the guy at the end, right? And seeing how there's now going to be like a power vacuum because you have all these like radicalists right, that want a leader. And so... You know, you see the guy that's the bad guy in the game that I played <laughs> 10 right. years ago. Yeah. You know, kind of like coming to power, so to speak, which is really was a really cool thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like this game has a lot of. What's interesting is I feel like the story for me is going to be forgettable, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really memorable moments. moments yeah. For yeah. me, uh, for me, I think. If I like one moment, which what's cool about this is a gameplay is that during one of the the like nighttime raid missions. Yeah. Where I love those fucking missions. Yes. All of them are amazing and they're super intense and you really like feel the kill mm-hmm. on those. And there was one where it's like this woman was like cowering over her, her son. She's crying like, don't shoot, don't shoot. And then she like fucking pulls out a gun and started shooting me. And I fucking shot her in the fucking head over top of her son. Right. And he, she just falls around dead. And I'm like, wow, that sucks that, that I had to do that. I'm pretty sure yeah. that is one of the missions that they showed in the closed door E3 demo. Okay. And, or at least part of it that Phil was like, I was sick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. There was another one that I keep seeing a gif online of you come around the corner and somebody like flees. You don't really see it. It looks like they're running away. Like someone has a gun. Mm-hmm. but it's a mom that's holding a baby and she's just trying to run away. If you shoot the mom, she falls over with a baby in her hands and one of your team members puts the baby in the crib. It's mm. crying and the mom's dead. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah. There are multiple babies that are, that are left without mothers in this game. Yeah. How yeah. about at the beginning when the terrorist attack in London is happening oh, dude, and you are complete, shooting down the, the suicide bombers? Complete yeah. madness, dude. Yes. Honestly insane to like see it that viscerally, like they're running at you. To be, You know what I was thinking? I was trying to think. I was like, have I changed? Has the world changed? Or both? Because seeing that terrorist attack, playing that moment was very scary to me. Yeah, I'm dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Whether it's a terrorist or whether, I mean, they're both terrorists, of course. Whether it's a um, uh, religious radicalist, something like that, very organized, or if it's a lone shooter, both terrorism, of course. But no matter what, these things are happening more and more in the United States and across the world. And so there's, you know, hundreds of people that deal with these types of situations and how fucking scary it is. Yeah, dude. Like when you wake up underneath the rubble as the little girl. Yeah. And your mom is just dead beside you. Oh, man. You're just see, looking at her yeah. face. 
and yeah. you literally are like trying to get dug out and then you and then you just have to run away because people are like killing people yeah you know it's it's wild that to think that you know i just drive to work and shit every day but that's some people's lives yeah it, it definitely i thought the same thing that i'm like we're so fucking lucky and we always forget that yeah. constantly we take it for granted how lucky we are to be born in this country or this side of the you know globe right uh i th- even though i think that the scene where you play as uh far as a little girl um even though i think that that has some of the like most soul crushing moments in it it was one of my least enjoyable parts of the game i found it frustrating i didn't i mean i didn't find it frustrating necessarily i just didn't it, there wasn't enough happening i don't really like games where there's not a ton of action even though it was like kind of kind of like stomach wrenching because you're kind of nervous while you're playing it um but there was something about it that was just off and i think it was when you're in the house uh the father has been killed the brother is laid on the floor incapacitated um and the soldiers just like stalking around looking for you it almost felt too mechanical to me yeah i and can see that so even though it was a cool use of the uh, it was a cool use of the gameplay it still felt I don't know, stilted, kind of. Yeah. Uh, that was probably my, even though it was the, one of the most emotional uh, story-wise s- scenes, uh, it's probably one of my least favorite to actually play. Yeah. You know, the the moment that I was like, okay, here we go. This is the no Russian moment uh-huh. of this game was when uh, you have the butcher in, in uh, custody yeah. and you bring his family in. And so you're kind of playing the game with the gun and then they pull out the bullets. And I'm like... You're gonna have to fucking kill his family. Well, right. yeah, either dude, they introduced like a, a choice system. Yeah, did you did you play that scene or did you skip it? I played it. I played it. I didn't see. I and actually it, and I, I wanted to, but I did, but I hit the wrong button. I mm. played it and I didn't shoot them. It won't let you shoot them. Oh, really? Because here's the thing: I saw the choice, uh-huh. and for sometimes like this, I'll look up, be like, "What are the two options? What do they mean?" Well, mm-hmm. I didn't shoot him either. Well, yeah, but I didn't shoot him. Basically, it was like no matter what, the same thing happens. Just one of them you see it, and one of them you don't. Okay. But what's interesting if you do click yes, and I was like, okay, let's test limits here. I tried to shoot him. You can shoot him. You cannot shoot his family. Like you can try to pull the trigger on the the mom or the the kid, and it doesn't work. Hmm. Which I was like, hmm. Here's the thing. This is such a weird. I got to make sure I explain this properly. The big quote, and they put this in the trailer, is, is that Captain Price says, you know, we get dirty so the world stays clean. Right. I'm like, okay. Okay, Call of Duty, let's put our money where the fucking mouth is. Make me kill this right. this mother. I feel like that would have been an extremely incredible moment in a horrible way. Right. That would be conveying that message, yeah, it would the just whole be, point of the game. It would just be a compelling. Right. You know. Because really, it just feels like, well, we got a little dirty because we threatened a family, but we didn't actually hurt. You didn't actually have to hurt him. It kind of felt like a little bit of a cop out with yeah. what they were introducing. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Well, I I indirectly made someone die by the way I talked to that other dude, the butcher. Really? I got the girl killed. Yeah. Oh. The his daughter or his wife? No, no, no. So there's another section where you can make decisions. It's when the butcher oh. has you tied up, and I got that girl killed. I think she dies no matter what. Oh, okay. 
I think. I don't know. I, I don't know what t- what part you're talking about. So you, you you're, you're you're like tied up and and the butcher's trying to get information from you. Oh, I know what you mean. And then he's that's like not the butcher. That's the restaurant. That's not the butcher. Yeah, that's I, what I, I understood. I'm what sorry. I thought you meant as when you were playing. Where you're one the of prisoner. Yeah. Where you're the prisoner. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can save her. I just kept saying like "fuck you." That's that's it. what I did too. And, I didn't take any of his water. I didn't take any of his food. Me neither. Yeah, I was just like, suck my dick. The interesting you part... You can't, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I like sat there for a minute waiting, to, waiting, and he kept like offering it. So finally yeah. I went to take it, and he throws it down. Oh, the food. Yeah. I thought you were saying you can't suck his dick for a half a second. Because um, Brandon said something. I, don't, oh, no, I can't I, confirm that. Yeah, I didn't press any buttons, and, and he just was like, fine. And yeah. he threw it. Yeah, he throws it either way, even if you reach for it. Yeah. So, yeah, the the interesting thing, I thought it was weird that pretty late in the game they introduced, like, a, here, you can choose what you say. Right. And then, from what I can tell, it means it Nothing. doesn't mean anything, which really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Don't put those fucking dialogue options if it's not going to mean anything. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, it pulls at your sense of morality, and I think it's an interesting thing to think of. Yeah, it's engaging to be able to play through something like that and to like think about it. So I think that has some value. You know, it'd be really interesting. I wonder, and this is all speculation. Are they? I'm sure that they're able to process that data and see how many people chose A, B, C, or D, or one, two, three, four, whatever oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, other games. And then, how does that influence future decisions for story making? Mm. Like, if you're a character who constantly says, like, if if he asks you. Who is this person? And you immediately say, I don't know. Does that influence how they structure other stories versus mm-hmm. if you say, it's me right away? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Possibly. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else we want to go over. I mean, I feel like other than Captain Price, the characters are kind of forgettable and the story is kind of forgettable. Was it at all shocking to you? When I can't remember his name, but the brother of Farah. Oh, the twist. Whenever he was the one who actually, he's the one who actually steals the gas at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that at all surprising to anybody? Yeah. I, didn't I guess it was it. surprising, but I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God. Right. It was just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. It was surprising, but I wasn't surprised. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. It didn't um, get, it, it didn't get any kind of emotional reaction out of me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That, um, I think Farah was cool, and I I understand what they were trying to do with her character. I think, but she still kind of just didn't felt a little hollow to right. me. Which is interesting because they have this whole backstory mission that shows like her family dying and stuff, right. or her dad, you know, her mom and her dad. But I don't know. It's she didn't feel she felt kind of one dimensional to me. Like the. I guess and maybe this is supposed to say something about our character, but she doesn't really have any kind of conflict about the fact that her brother's a terrorist. Right. She just yeah. sticks to her guns instantly, and I'm like, would that... I don't know. I would feel very conflicted if my dad yeah. was a terrorist. Not that I would be like, oh, was he right or wrong? Right. But I would be conflicted about trying to go and kill him. Right. Yeah. I, I suppose if somebody's... A, if, even if it's... You feel more betrayed because mm. he's fighting along with you you think, to the same cause. And then he doesn't literally betray you. Like, he's doing what he's doing because he thinks it's the right thing to do. Right. But 
he goes against everything you've been working for. Yeah. Which may may cause a guttural reaction like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I think that it has a little bit more of the emotional side than maybe some of the other Call of Duties, mm-hmm. at least for me. And I I I can agree with you. I think that I don't know that Pharaoh was incredibly fleshed out, but I think that her story was supposed to be just like your stereotypical revenge story. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's all it was supposed to be. But I hope that in the future, it would be great to see character development like that in a Call of Duty. That would be amazing. Yeah. You know? So. What did you guys think of the cutscenes? Because I don't know if this is the first Call of Duty game, but these were all pre-rendered. Gorgeous. Which I thought was, is that a first for Call of Duty to have pre-rendered cutscenes? I don't know. But I almost felt like they look amazing. Right. Um, Dude, honestly, with some of the lighting of some of them, no joke, like, I was like, this looks exactly like a picture. It was specifically a one shot of this lady's face. You know, honestly, it kind of felt like Uncanny Valley to me at points. A lot of it felt like that for me, but it was good enough that at one point that I kind of crossed over that and was like, wow, this looks like a picture. And then I hopped right back on over to the Uncanny Valley. Was it a shot where there was a light in the background and you could see the fine hairs on someone's face? I think so. That's what happened. I remember seeing that, but I I thought it was very good. It was just the cutscenes were destroyed for me because of the glitchiness of the mouth syncs or sound issues, anything like that. You and I have talked about this. It's a mental illness that we have that... If a movie is slightly off sync in one part, or like I see an actor who's facing the other way, but you can kind of tell how their mouth is moving, but the voice doesn't sound right because they went back and did reshoots or whatever, I'm just like, this movie's trash, even if it's a 10 out of 10. So you you wouldn't like like really old, timely Japanese dubs? You know, it's funny because I do like old westerns that were filmed uh, with the speaker's native languages <laughs> wow. and then dubbed. But I saw Interstellar in film. Yeah, and whoever ran the film projector was an idiot, and so part of the screen was slightly blurry. Yeah, ruined. Yeah, very That's, bad. Experience. That is a shame. Yeah, but anyway, other than that, I thought they were very finely de- detailed. Yeah. Uh, Captain Price. Let's talk about Captain Price real quick because I think he's an interesting character in that he is kind of like this quintessential. I don't want to say he's not like the badass type. He is badass. Yeah. But you really get this feel that he is like a a good man yeah. at heart. He does the right thing. Well, it's he, the accent. He, uh, it probably is. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like for me with Captain Price, I really, really, really like the character. But I wish just one time he had seemed scared or like yeah. nervous about something. I mean, if he's like your commanding officer, then like. He wouldn't want to do that. I mean, they're, like, trained not to, you know? Yeah, right. but, like, there are many times when somebody with a gun jumps out in front of them and starts shooting at him, like, flinch. Ben, he's seen some shit. Yeah, that's true. We need the Captain Price <laughs> yeah. backstory. Yeah. The origin story. Damn, dude. I, that would his be own, sweet. His own game. Yeah. Damn. I'd be into that. Uh, but, yeah, I felt like he was, was pretty cool, and oh. I'm I'm glad they brought him back for this one. Dude, he said we are leaving, which is what he says in the other game, too. Yeah. It was a nice, like, nod to that. Right. And the one scene was kind of, like, mimicking the very end of the other game as well. So there were some nice nods to the old games. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other 
standout moments. I loved using the laser pointer. Yeah, it was great. To choose where the missiles went. That was pretty cool. The sniper mission was very good, which usually I don't like sniper missions, yeah, but yeah. this one I felt like was done very well. Any other big standouts, whether it's emotional or not, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I felt like there, I mean, there was the scene where you're like, you're sneaking around with, um, I can't remember what it is. Oh, you're sneaking around with Farah, and they're, they're just like killing kids and pushing people and making them do slave labor and stuff. Oh, yeah. And for me, that was another one where I was like, hmm, the reason this uh, this sucks so bad is because it, it really happens. Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and, like, there was the one part um, where literally they, they had the eye beam and they had the guys hanging from it. Yeah. You guys remember that? It's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Just for, like, defying something or... Yeah, I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, they but... were, like, they attacked one of our guards or something. Right. You know, like... It's crazy. That's what's so disturbing about it. And then, like, the chemical weapons is, like, something that... It's like, oh, well, all of this is real mm-hmm. in some way. Like, <laughs> this know? has happened in the last 10 years, yeah. for sure. So Probably the last... And fo- maybe not exactly, you know, not everything, but there have definitely been atrocities yeah. like like that that it's inspired by. Which is insane, because I'm so detached from that. And it's it was it was grounding, I guess. You mean it didn't make you violent? It made me infuriated. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah. It well, it makes did, you infuriated. It did but not, infuriate me, actually. Yeah. But yeah. I think I have a good uh, thing to end this with. Okay. That I don't know how to phrase this as a question. So I'm just going to let you know something that I was thinking and see what you guys think. I was thinking about how with movies, there are movies that you watch that are not fun. Right. All movies, not all, you know, they're supposed to be entertainment. Right. But a movie like Schindler's List is not a fun movie. You don't walk out like with a with a spring in your step. Right. I mean, it is still entertainment because you're intrigued. It by makes the story. you feel. Yes. But it's not a a fun thing. Right. right? So, with video games evolving and telling more uh, more in depth stories. We're now, you know, this new Modern Warfare game, there are elements of it that aren't fun, we'll say, mm-hmm. that are, it's still, it's it's weird because with video games, we're, we're towing a very interesting line where with movies, it's like you watch something, you gain something from it, and then you move on with your life. Uh-huh. With games, it's weird because there's this active element of gameplay that is supposed to be fun. And now we're tying fun gameplay with stories that are not fun or happy. Yeah. That are real. You know what I mean? It's one thing in God of War where you, you know, have to deal with giant snakes. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff like that that is happy, you know, sad or traumatic. But this is real shit. And I feel like there is a message of this game that is trying to be conveyed. And so it's just interesting that it's being tied with, you know, this fun element well no this is literally something that i brought up to my girlfriend lauren is like the contrast i was playing the campaign right and i just did some heavy shit and then i went right into the multiplayer and i and i looked at her and i said like it's insane how like just by switching these modes i'm so desensitized to it right and i think that might be like part of a meta statement or something that like i don't know not that 
it's necessarily bad that I'm desensitized necessarily because I'm doing it for fun and I understand it's not real life, right? Right. But still, it just makes you think. Yeah, and there's part of me that I was thinking about, like you said, with multiplayer, and I'm like, I don't really know where I stand. I think I'm leaning towards the, it's a video game, but there were people that were upset about the white phosphorus being a kill perk perk in multiplayer, and I kind of get it. Yeah. I see the argument for sure. Right. But it's also like there's a fucking nuke <laughs> in the old right, games. Yeah. So. Well, I, yeah, I don't have a problem if you're upset. I have a problem with the timeliness of your upsetness. Mm. Of your ups- Yeah, that's not a word, but it's fine. Yeah. Ben, what do you think about this this odd union that we're seeing now in, in games? I've always thought the argument that... Um, I've always thought the argument that video games cause violence because you're interacting with a medium rather than watching it. Uh, you're actually physically doing the things uh, was bunk. I thought that argument was garbage and I still do. But what I would say is if that's the case, then you have to also admit that things like Brandon and I, and you were saying that like it affected me in an emotional way. And I now understand in a different way than I did before that these things do happen across the world. You have to say that that has a, a positive impact then too. Right. And I don't think people are willing to do that. So I agree that, yeah, we're more and more involved in these games and they're less fun. Um, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I also don't know if it's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's the, the medium of video games is still so incredibly young. Right. Think of, I guess how many, let's say that modern gaming as we knew it began in 1983 or four with the NES. Yeah. Atari, whatever. That's just fun. But we started to see the introduction of more art and story in NES. So how many years ago was that? 35? 35, yeah. 35 years ago. Think about film in like 1935. Yeah. And like, let's say early film is in 1900, a little bit before that. Sure. Like, we're still at the very dawn of what video games could become. Right. And so it's, it's interesting just to think about what these games mean, how we interpret them what's acceptable and what isn't you know i'm not the in favor of you know kind of censoring any any artists but it is interesting to think about that fun element that adds a little bit of a wrench i think yeah um what i will say is well i'm gonna start this and i can't remember if i'm gonna get to where i want to go but that's fine uh we talk about like you know schindler's list not being fun but there's a reason why it's on the top 100 best films in the in the world the reason why everybody recommends it the reason says that's everybody says that's such a good movie and it's not because everybody goes into it and laughs hysterically or they have fun it's because they feel something they understand something they cry about something whatever and i don't think there's any reason that video games can't have that same purpose but i'm also totally okay with watching the hangover and laughing my face off during certain parts so let's end with this one last thing. Yep. Um, this one last thought exercise, since we're kind of going in this realm. We're talking specifically about Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, we have Modern Warfare, which is this game that's trying to say some heavy shit that's tied with fun stuff. Is it wrong? Or what do we think about the idea of like, okay, well, video games, the point of them is to, to say something and make you experience something. What if there was a game that's like you are – someone who's in uh, Auschwitz and you have to survive Mm -hmm. 
and the gameplay is you surviving in Auschwitz or something like that. Yeah. Is that too far? Because it's a game that's supposed to be fun or is it art that is meant to be experienced to, you know, in, in, enrich your life in some way, whether it's a new perspective or something like that? Um, I definitely think it's okay depending on how it's done. Right. Like depending on how it's represented. Because like we have games that I've never played this game for full disclosure, but I know a lot about it, like this dragon cancer or that dragon cancer or right. whatever it's called. Um, where you're you know, it's a it's a battle through cancer or uh a child dying. Right. Um that game's not meant to be fun, it's meant to make you feel something, it's meant to make an emotional journey. Um we have lots of games that are only meant for emotional ties. Uh, we have uh, The Last of Us, the, the original Last of Us, which hopefully everybody's played by now, but if you haven't, I may say a spoiler or two here. I don't know. Um, but like, you go through that game, and I don't know if any part of The Last of Us is fun. Yeah. But it is so incredibly moving and meaningful. Right. And so like having a game that you're in the Holocaust and you're escaping a concentration camp like you like the example you just gave i think that can say something really important right and not be fun and be okay but again it has to be done Th- those are very sensitive subjects obviously it has to be done delicately right yeah there can't be a double jump no no do- there's no team death match in the <laughs> right. uh, the Oshawa right you game. can't have a multiplayer mode like Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my God. That's, well, that's, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. that seriously. Like, wow. like the, if you're gonna make a game with that theme, it has to be about that theme and right. only about that theme. Yeah. I mean, but the, the the interesting is that Modern Warfare, the themes are, you know, war torn cities where kids are exper- have to have to murder and deal with uh, the, their families being the mom dies by being crushed right in front of you. Right. And then on the other half of the game, when you press right on the menu, becomes shooty bang bang run around yeah but the difference there i think i think part of the difference there is you're not playing multiplayer as kids mm, you're right. not you're not getting to play multiplayer as a, a child running around wreaking havoc although yeah. i would would you would you yeah all right and on that note <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that i wouldn't but it would cause me some pause yeah here's like yeah like you can't kill uh kids well, there's practically no kids in Grand Theft Auto Five. In, right. There is none. There's no kids in the entire there, map for that reason. Right. Yeah, there's never been any. Yeah. Ever. It's interesting. All right, let's go ahead and end it there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I feel like this was very good. I always forget how much I love review discussions. Yeah, because it's a good time. We talk so much about news in the regular HP podcast that yeah. we don't often deep dive into games. So I think we're going to be doing more of these. It's also well, really dude, interesting we, because Call of Duty is like not one of those franchises that I get wild about. But yeah. This conversation is very yeah. good. It's really awesome. And we were probably going to do this even if we weren't recording. Oh yeah. So like we might as well be productive. The interesting thing, I think the reason why we haven't done as many of these is that sometimes we either miss the window or it's only two people on the team have played right. a right. certain game. So um, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Is anyone other than Death Stranding playing Death Stranding other than me? I will. But I don't think I'm playing it this Friday. I might have to hit up uh, Sean. Yeah. Sean Clinton. I bet you he's playing it. Yeah. So he might be a good good person to do a spoiler cast for that. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure to subscribe. If you don't already, visit us at Handsome Phantom. And if you want to add to the discussion, join us on our Discord, handsomephantom.com slash Discord. As we mentioned at the top, the show sponsored by Balls.
Check it out. Delicious energy drink. Okay. Any other final things am I missing? That's all I got, man. Bonus episode. We'll see you Wednesday, I guess. Yep. See you later.